Hi friends, welcome to the Artist Blend. Today we are talking about the major American art awards, the Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony Awards, and how those winners are selected. So grab your mug. And let's get talking. Welcome everyone. We are very excited to be back. Uh, for us, not for you, but for us, it's been a minute. So yeah, we're getting back into the swing of things. So if this episode feels off, just join along the ride. We're yeah, <laughs> we've been we've been batch recording um, and mm. doing sometimes. I think one day we did like three in a day, which means three we cups did, of coffee. Yeah. So we were very I caffeinated. Was very caffeinated. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but no, we've both been pretty busy lately with life and contracts and things, and so we've mm-hmm. haven't. It's been what almost two weeks. Now? Almost two weeks since we've talked to each other. Crazy. Which has been very not good because I miss my friend. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> um, today's coffee is actually from Pin Cup again. Woo! This is their fellowship blend, uh, which is Brazil, Mexico, and Colombia uh, coffee blends. And then the tasting notes are chocolate, molasses, and berry. Um, another thing that I've talked about before, if you're really interested into fine coffee, Pin Cup is excellent on the back. They give you all the information from the producer, the process they use, the altitude that it was roasted at, the roast date specifically. Really, really fascinating. Um, we'll share our thoughts for the end as always, but really cool company. You can find them on Pin Cup, um, on any social media, uh, Pin Cup Coffee, they're Two women who are actually very funny. They are they also on TikTok and make just really, really creative content. So it's, yeah. it's really cool. <laughs> women owned small business. So go support Woo-hoo. them. Woohoo. Woohoo. We love it. Um, and then another little shameless plug. Um, this show <laughs> actually costs us money to produce, and we love to do it. And it, we're what? <laughs> purely doing this for our own enjoyment because we make no money off of it. But. If you are enjoying it, and if you would like to help us out by buying us a coffee, um, you can do so. Just click the link in our bio, and it will take you to this little page called buymeacoffee.com. And it'll you can do like a little donation of just $5, and um, it helps us offset the cost of the hosting platforms that we use and the editing softwares that we use and the coffee that we buy and all that stuff and you guys have been sending us lots of coffee so we have not actually had to buy coffee in a while like actual physical coffee so thank you for that we really appreciate it yes it's been wonderful yeah (laughs) um the pen cup folks gave us uh some extra things to sample the um Mm -hmm. some listeners one listener sent like five different sampling kinds and yeah so thank you guys so much it's we're running out of room in our freezers to keep things fresh. And we're like, okay, we have it's to record true. like five episodes on Saturday. Let's do it. Um, but and then I need to take a nap because I'll be anxious if I'm not. <laughs> right. Um, um, well, thank you so much for that. We appreciate you. And if you don't want to do that, that's fine. Just leave a, yeah. leave a review. Scroll. Uh, if you're on Apple podcast, you can go actually Spotify, just added a rate and review feature for podcasts. Ooh, so no matter where fun. you're listening um, there or even Google podcasts or whatever, uh, what's it called stitch if you're stitcher if you're listening stitch. to stitcher whatever yeah. uh just scroll down to the bottom and give us a rate and review um we'd appreciate it we'd appreciate it very much yeah. uh we're also on the note of the coffee the coffee community is just very very um 
humble and yeah here here's some more samples we've we've found nothing but wonderful things so yeah we're glad we chose that avenue to go along with the whole idea of this podcast yeah but yeah so all right let's get into yeah let's topic. do the thing so we yeah. we're talking about tony's and um because obviously that's kind of our in and we were mm. like how do they even we know like the american theater wing is a thing but like other than the big name of the committees and the, the thing, we don't really know how the process works. So we wanted to yep. explore that and kind of demystify how these uh, honestly kind of uh, subjective decisions are made by these big corporations. Mm-hmm. Because these are, I mean, these are career altering awards and recognitions. recognitions. So um, yes. they're important. Even just nominated, like if you don't win but you are nominated, you get to throw that out there. Yeah, that's huge. Like in any major artist's bio, it includes that in their (laughs) like first line of introduction. A (laughs) three-time Emmy-nominated actor or whatever, (laughs) you know? Um, So we each took two of the EGOT, the Emmy, Grammy, Mm -hmm. Oscar, and Tony Awards, and... um, (laughs) EGOT. EGOT. I would love to EGOT some of these awards, but... um, Yes. I haven't yet to EGOT any of them. Um, mm. anyway, but so starting, I'll start us off with the Emmys. We'll go in the EGOT yes. order, if that works. Yes. Um, so starting with the Emmys. So Emmys all work around the Television Academy. Um, that is sort of like when you see people say, thank you to the Academy. Uh, if you're talking about the mm. Emmys, it's the Television Academy that they're thanking. Um, very much. And the, this was random and weird and off the side, but the, the term Emmys doesn't actually come from any name or a person named M or Emily or anything. It's from a camera that was called the Image Orthicon. It was Emmy, I-M-M-Y, for the image part of the name. And then they were like, eh, let's put an E. It's nicer. So it actually came from a name of the camera that they used in television at the time. English. Because English. Um, yeah, okay, so it all starts out with nominations. Um, so Emmy members, or member, excuse me, Members of the Television Academy can submit nominations. It doesn't exactly say how you go about submitting or if there's any limitations on who can submit, but on, okay. from the Emmy website, it does actually say that you can nominate yourself. Um, and it was like, it literally said, well, don't be shy. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So <laughs> some people are Great. submitting themselves for these awards. There is a fee, actually, to submit mm. a nomination, which I was like, oh, no, is this like, big barrier to entry is it going to be thousands of dollars it was only a hundred dollars per submission and a hundred dollar processing fee uh for the entire thing so like if i was going to nominate three people that would be 300 per member plus a hundred dollars for processing so i'd pay four hundred dollars to nominate three people um which i thought was interesting that there's a fee to nominate Mm -hmm. um and then you just can't just do it willy-nilly like yeah (laughs) Unless you have that, all that money, but <laughs> yeah, which honestly, the people in that industry probably do. But <laughs> <They> do. <laughs> um, so and then it goes on to the academy members for uh, a first round of voting, and mm. the people, the, the members of the academy, have to qualify. There's a bunch of qualifications to be a member of the television academy. You have to have worked in your field for two out of the last four years. Um, mm. And you also have to pay a membership fee, which, again, I, I haven't looked into. I'm not sure what that fee is for membership. But um, there's qualifications you have to meet to join the Academy. They don't just let anybody join. And no. 
then from that point, so the nominations have been received, all the nominations, and then the Academy members vote on those nominations. And then it goes to an accounting firm named Ernst and Young, mm. and they check all the ballots of the people that have uh, voted on those nominations. And then it goes into a final round of voting. And this is this is where it gets kind of interesting. So for individual cat or excuse me, for individual nominees, like actors mm. or directors or whatever, they actually yeah. choose what they think is their best work to be considered. Mm. And producers, if it's like for um, a show or a, a group of people, um, the producers yeah. choose the best episodes from their program to be considered. So if you had like one hit episode, they would submit that one. Yeah. And actually, the number of episodes depends on what kind of work it is. Like if it's an animated <laughs> series, it's only one episode. If it's a limited series, you get the complete series. If it's like a comedy or drama series, they pick six episodes. And if it's like a documentary variety or reality series, it's only one episode, which is so hmm. odd to me that it's completely dependent on category to see how many yeah. episodes are considered. Um, and that's on a side on a side note, I'll let you finish. But it's interesting because if you pay attention sometimes in uh, certain TV series and each episode is directed by somebody different. Mm. So it's like, do they do that to where? Is that a luck of the draw type mm. thing? Is that intentional? Is that to be like, okay, we're doing that so everyone gets nominated? Mm. Or would it be kind of unfair to be like, oh, well, Jennifer's gotten nominated and mine didn't like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's, that's I never thought about that until hearing that. Yeah. So, so they, they pick their own and actors get to say, I like my work from this episode best. So I'm going to submit that, which I think is interesting. I, I honestly didn't mm -hmm. expect. Well, I was about to say I didn't expect choice. that much choice, uh, but also it's probably their agents and managers picking for them <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on their behalf. <laughs> but it's cool that the actors and the the, um, the individual nominees, not just actors, but the individual mm -hmm. nominees get their own um, their own sort of say in that, which is nice. Yeah. Um, directors, writers, designers, that sort of thing. Um, so then... All of those episodes are watched online on a secure platform. It used to be that they would watch them at the Television Academy and local hotels yeah. around it until 2001. Yeah. And then 2002 to 2014, it then, um, then it was like you have to apply to join a blue ribbon panel. And then those people mm. on the blue ribbon panel would be sent DVDs to watch at home. And that was from 2002 to 2014. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I worked for somebody who was on that. Really? Yeah. So I cleaned a house for uh, an individual. I can't disclose, but I literally would see stacks of new releases of films of just like in a paper sleeve that she had re received in the mail. That's so funny. And so I guess she was on that committee. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Didn't know that. Huh. <laughs> and then, so uh, 2015 to now, they transferred over mm. to online streaming platforms um nice. and it says yeah and then in 2020 dvd mailers were eliminated completely um mm. so yeah it looks like 2015 they introduced the online platform and then 2020 it was completely abandoned which timeline that makes sense yeah too, so or dvds was abandoned mm. yeah um yeah so now it's all viewed online which is nice comfort of your own home yes um how do I get that job? Right. <laughs> well, you have to join the member of the academy. <laughs> no, I know. I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, there's lots of steps. Um, yes. Okay. So then 
the works that are selected by those nominees do or the producers are watched online by the secure platform and then members of the television academy can vote based on their peer group so hmm. not all members can vote for all things so maybe yeah. my peer group is um is that i work in directing and so only those mem- members of the directing peer group can vote on directing awards um and so on for writers so writers are voting on writers and actors are voting on actors i think um it didn't say that one specifically but i imagine um which is cool uh you're not just having everybody vote willy-nilly like well that was pretty i like that we should nominate them for design (laughs) um in reality (laughs) that color's nice (laughs) yeah the colors are pretty um and then once those votes are submitted which is also online um i believe uh yeah yeah, Everything and then the... Ernst & Young, that accounting firm, Ernst & Young LLP, check the ballots. Mm. And the winners' names, this is according to the Emmys, Emmys.com, uh, winners' names are known only by Ernst & Young LLP until the envelopes are opened during the ceremony. So I mm. cannot imagine the amount of stress and pressure for Ernst & Young Don't to get everything envelope. right and to print the envelopes. Yep. And like, who prints the envelopes? Is that Ernst & Young? Do they have a special I, printer I that they use? And, like, nobody touched the Probably. printer. It's Emmy season. Nobody touched it. It's out of ink. Yeah. <laughs> no. Right? Interesting. Anyway, so that is the process and, and of winning the fact an that, Emmy. Then the fact that there's mistakes sometimes, too. Like, Ugh. this meticulous bit of a process. Yeah. And then I, I can't recall if there has been, but yeah. I'm sure there has been where it's oh, like, yeah. actually, this person won. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Like, this is wrong. Uh, oi. Mm-hmm. And that takeaway of like, well, I have to take this back. Yeah. So sorry. <laughs> mm. Wow. Well, on to EGOT. In the next letter, we have G for Grammy Awards. Woo! Woo! So, most people know what the Grammys are. But uh, I did not know that it was as easy, n- not an easy process, but like, it seems easy in a way to, for... Um, the nomination process and for the voting and everything like that. So to even be eligible to win a Grammy, you have to have six commercially released tracks on an album or 12 digital album or 12 tracks on digital album. So like, even if you release one thing, you potentially can be part of, you can be up for a Grammy. Uh, There are 21,000 members who can vote for Grammys. Of that, though, only about twelve thousand are counted. Hmm. So it's like you may not even you may not your vote may not even count. Wow. Um, they get over twenty thousand entries per year. So there's not really a committee necessarily. Um, that is the submission. Uh, kind of like you were talking about. There's no there's no fee or anything like that. You have to meet the qualification and you can submit. Hmm. Um, and then. I've found mixed information as far as this, but there's between 150 or 350 people who check your eligibility. Um, So you go through the process after your submission is sent to make sure that you meet all the qualifications. And again, I didn't find anything specific as far as the committee name or specific members, but um, what's really interesting to me is there was 84 categories with 30 fields and the members can vote for a maximum of 15 categories. 
Hmm. So it's not like just a one one vote type thing. You can do four categories in the general field, which is like album of the year, record of the year, song of the year, best new artist, those type things. Yeah. Um, but it is done through a independent accounting firm called, uh, I don't even know how to say that. Uh, it's D-E-L-O-I-T-T-E. So I would say Deloitte, maybe? Yeah. We'll go with that. <laughs> um, but the other fascinating thing that I found was there are, uh, 30% of the awards are done on TV. And 70% of them are given out the afternoon before they even go live on mm. TV or anything like that. So it's like, you may win and get this major award, but no one's going to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> like, they don't even film it or anything. They just do it. But, I mean, when you've got 84 winners in the categories, mm. that that would take a long time. Like, as, as someone who's been at award ceremonies for various things, sometimes they're like, okay, this is going to be an hour long. Four hours later. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the Grammys. Like I said, it's a little bit of an easier process, but also it's not easy to gr- get a Grammy. You can't just be like... I mean, everybody has a Grammy or a grandmother, however you want to say it, but not everybody gets one. <laughs> so, not going to lie, I, for some reason, thought I was doing Grammys, and I have my whole page done, and I'm started on the Oscars. Gran- granted, the Oscars are a lot more secretive from what I've just seen, so that's good. They don't yes. have as much. But okay. I have one thing on the Grammys that I I was going to say, did you have anything on the Grammys that I didn't yes. know? Yeah. So, looking at the Grammys, there is mm-hmm. one interesting thing that I found out Uh because I accidentally thought that I was doing the Grammys, so I have research on that. Um, <laughs> it's okay. But, okay, so if you win a Grammy, you get the little statuette, right? They, they officially yes, it's branded yes. the Grammy statuette. Um, mm-hmm. And in order, once you've won, in order to receive the statuette, you don't just get it. You have to agree to a set of terms and conditions regarding the statuette that they give you. And I, ju- oh I feel the need to read it. It's not long. <laughs> Acknowledgement of terms. Quote, the Grammy Award is the most prestigious honor in the world of music and reflects the judgment of your peers that your creative contributions merit recognition of the highest order. In order to protect and maintain the integrity and prestige of the Grammy Awards and to ensure that the Grammy statuette that you have been awarded is used solely for its intended purposes of honoring your creative contributions, the National Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences, Inc., Recording Academy, requires that you acknowledge and agree to the terms set forth below as a condition precedent to granting you permission of the statuette. You acknowledge and agree that possession of the statuettes, but not ownership, which is reserved to the Recording Academy, is granted to Mm. you upon the express condition that you will not use the statuettes other than for your own personal, non-commercial purposes, without limiting the foregoing any sale, auction, public exhibition, reproduction or other public commercial exploitation of the statuette by you or any third party without the express prior written consent of the recording academy is strictly prohibited any such actions will be null and void will not serve to grant to, to any third party any right title or interest in the statuette and result in the immediate right of the recording academy to repossess the statuette which right the recording academy may exercise at any time in its sole discretion in the event that the statuette is transferred by you, including by operation of law, the transferee shall be subject to and bound by all the terms set forth herein, as if such transferee was the original recipient of the statuette. Wow. End quote. So, <laughs> so if I tell wanted to be like, tell me a role. <laughs> I'm going to put this in my music video. And they're like, yeah. no, 
Actually, that's no, ours. And do that. it's great. Like, you don't own that statue. You are given the statue, but it is still and forever owned by the Academy, which is interesting to me that you don't own that award. And the fact that I've been in a room, I've been in a room where three Grammys were just chilling in the corner, yeah, not 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 even on display. They're just like it looks like they're part of a junk pile, and I'm like, (laughs) but what? (laughs) Why is that okay? That's so funny. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, here's this thing. Don't lose it yeah, <laughs> or abuse it or we will take it back mm. do you love enjoying a nice warm mug of your favorite tea or coffee then you're gonna love carver trading company they are proud to be veteran-owned family business that selects the finest green coffee directly from several growing regions around the world for a fresh farm-to-cup experience they source coffee in a socially responsible and environmentally sustainable way that benefits the areas where the coffee is grown from light roast to dark, including blends like Colombian, Donut Store, and a Costa Rica selection, they also provide decaf and a wide variety of tea blends that pair perfectly with any rainy day or cozy evening with a good book. Not only are their products delicious, but they are wonderful people too. Definitely fit the good beans category in our books. So check out the link in our show notes for a 10% off discount today. Um, so the Oscars are a bit more secretive. Um, the others had like multiple sources and flow charts and like literal like graphics that show you how it all works. But the Oscars, there's a lot less out there. Um, mm. At least there's a lot less uh, reputable sources. There's mm-hmm. PBS and there's the Oscars.org. And then everything else, mm. excuse me, everything else is like... <laughs> Random articles from newspapers like Vanity Fair and Variety Magazine, New York Post, and MovieWeb.com and Entertainment.ie, and things that I'm like, this probably isn't the most <laughs> so reputable many. source. Um, but even then, all most of those look like uh, they just get directly from the Oscars.org website. So mm. information is very limited. Um, but this we know. So. It's all done by the Academy Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. So when people say thanks Mm -hmm. to the Academy at the Oscars, that's the Academy they mean. Um, There's over 10,000 members. There's over 17 branches of Mm -hmm. the Academy. So I the categories. Um, Membership is not just for creatives themselves. You can also be an executive. Uh, You can also be a public relations professional in the film Mm -hmm. industry. So like it's not just Chris Evans, it's also his publicist who's in the Academy, yeah. uh, which I thought was interesting. Um, so it's not even just like people who are involved in the artistic side, but also people that do the business side that have a right to nominate and vote on the artistic qualities, which I thought was interesting. Because um, I imagine some of those people probably aren't qualified to do that. Um, like, I, I should not be considered to vote on with the Academy. The, on what the best accounting firm is that decides things like I, that's not, that's not me. I don't need to know. Um, and then uh, similar to the other uh, award ceremonies and systems, um, there are categories and their uh, most categories are nominated by the members of the corresponding branch. So the, of those mm-hmm. 17 branches, actors nominate the actors, editors nominate the editors and so on. Um, but yep. There are certain categories like the international feature film and the animated feature film uh, branches that uh, have Mm. special voting rules, so it says, that can be viewed at their 
eligibility page thing. Um, hmm. That's a rabbit hole I did not go down. Um, but all voting <laughs> members are eligible to select the best picture nominees. So hmm. there's that PR guy who's voting on best picture, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, but everybody, all voting members. And then um, from that point, all the votes are calculated by PricewaterhouseCoopers. That is one word, PricewaterhouseCoopers. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, those nominations are then announced live. And then it goes on to final voting. Um, and it doesn't talk about the process of the final voting. It, it, just, it just says that they're... It's all a secret. <laughs> they, they do that online is what it says. It does mm. say, though, that mm. during finals... All categories are on the ballot for voting members. So all voting members vote for all categories, which is interesting. Interesting. Um, it's not uh, limited to the branch anymore for final voting. No. Um, and no. then, this is a quote from Oscars.org. Quote, after final ballots are tabulated, only two partners of PricewaterhouseCoopers know the results until the famous envelopes are opened on stage during the Oscars telecast. Close quote. So I guess it's yep. Price Waterhouse and Cooper that no know about else. it, yep. and nobody but Price Waterhouse and Cooper know. Um, <laughs> just those two. Which is well, I, I was, I was looking just out of curiosity. Everything you said is similar on a different website, so mm. we're gonna say that for the most part it's all correct. Yeah. Um, but on this website it says that the not only are the two people that know the results. They're standing off in the wings in the Dolby Theater with all of the envelopes during the entire ceremony. Oh, wow. And they are charged with handing the sealed envelope Ooh. to the winner. So, like, That's a job. not only do they have to know who wins, but they have to, like, hand the right one. <laughs> but infamously, the in 2017, uh, a... Um, a PWC is what they shorten it to, so I'm going to go with that. Oh, Price um, Waterhouse handed, Coopers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, a PWC accountant. They handed the wrong envelope, resulting in the La La Land slash Moonlight, Moonlight yes. fiasco. Oh, my gosh. So That's they handed crazy. the wrong envelope. Could you imagine like that being that? You have like, the one job of handing envelopes. And you don't do it wrong. Oh. That's crazy. Goodness. And the fact that the next morning they were probably like, yeah, you don't work here anymore. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you are no longer here. Yeah. Get out, Cooper. <laughs> mm. I don't know why I went French, but there we go. <laughs> All right. Our last category in the EGOT. The Tonys. We're both familiar with more than any of them. But if you have anything to share along the way, Easton, jump in freely. Sure. But the Tony Awards are for Theater Realms. Uh, and musical theater, which if you're a listener and know either of us, you know that. Um, it is into 26 categories, which I, I knew there were a lot, but I didn't know the exact number. Um, so the 26 categories, uh, starting with 11 awards in 1947, so it went from 11 to 26 over the course of less than a century. Um Yes, and some of these categories, for example, are Best Performance by a Leading Actor, Leading Actress um, in a Play, Musical, uh, Best Performance by Featured, uh, Best Musical, Best Revival Musical. There's lists online. Go look them up. There's so many. However, there were some ones that I wasn't aware of that are interesting. And this is just a side note. It's not about the process, but there's apparently a Regional Theater Tony Award there's a special Tony Award, which includes Lifetime Achievement Award. I didn't know about that mm-hmm. one. 
there's a Tony Honors for Excellence in Theater, and then there's an Isabel Stevenson Award. So there's four special Tony categories. And then I didn't know that there were retired categories. Really? So there's best author. Yeah, there's best best author, best conductor and musical director, best costume design, best lighting design, best newcomer, best revival, best scenic design, best stage technician, best special theatrical event, and best director. Hmm. So all these all these categories that don't exist anymore. So it, another funny note before I get to the process of how it goes is the award is actually bigger than it used to be. So in 2010, I just found this funny. In 2010, the Tony was increased and it was taller by, it was now five inches, which originally it was three and a, three and a quarter inches tall huh. <laughs> on the base. And it is also heavier. It used to be three and a half pounds or it used to be a, a pound and a half. And now it's three and a half pounds. Huh. And it says, quote, the change was implemented to make the award feel more substantial and easier to handle at the moment the award is presented to the winners, end quote. <laughs> so it's like, just in case you didn't realize how big this award is, we made it heavier for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Like, just so you understand the weight. Huh. Um, but anyways, the uh, committee... And voting process is intricate, as we can anticipate and know. Um, but it is done by um, twenty-four. It's done by twenty-four members: ten from the American Theater Wing, ten from the Broadway League, one each from the Dramatist Guild, Actors, Actors Equity, United Scenic Artists, and the Society of Stage Directors and Choreographers. <clears throat> Excuse me. They determine uh, all the eligibility for the nominations in all award categories. So you've got 24 people that pick huh. your Tony nomination. That's crazy. Wow. Um, I know, right? I hate that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> your, life, your life lives in 24 people's hands. Yeah. I mean, but also, um, I, I, I guess it, <clears throat> considering the medium that you're working in, mm-hmm. you can't just send people DVDs or stream online. No. You have to go in person. Exactly. And I guess, I mean, it's yep. not possible for 10,000 people to see all the mm-hmm. shows. It's just not. Mm-hmm. But even then, 24, I, I don't yeah. like that. It's easier to be like, okay, these 24 people can go see everything. Like maybe do 100 um, at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. That sounds yeah, nicer. Yeah. But um, the thing that I later was reading and found out is there is approximately 868 eligible Tony Award voters. So it's it's not that your vote isn't from 24 people, but you can have more. Um, but that number changes year to year. Um, it was decreased in actually 2009 when uh, the first night first night critics were excluded as voters. So mm. I, I guess first night critics used to have a vote. Now they don't. Um, but it goes goes to that uh, the int- the eligible Tony of voters include board of directors and designated members from uh, committee of the American Theater Wing, obviously. Uh, Acquis Equity, all the ones that I uh, listed before. Hmm. Um, okay, the eligibility for each one. Uh, so to be eligible for a Tony Award consideration, uh, this is for for production, I believe, not necessarily individuals. But uh, the production must have officially opened on Broadway by the eligibility date that the management committee establishes each year. Uh, for example, the cutoff date for eligibility in 2013 to 2014 season was April 24th, 2014. So I would imagine that Tony nominations are still open for mm. this year, technically. Um, 
So it's interesting that they do seasons, not years. Hmm. Which makes sense because the Tonys happen mid mid year, so it really makes sense. But also, yeah. it they treat it more like a semester when you can like in my mind, as far as uh, um school years, like it's fall into spring. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. interesting. Um, the Broadway th- a Broadway theater, I. Uh, this has nothing to do with anything but a broadway theater is defined as having 500 or more seats mm. <laughs> interesting yeah and and sadly so so are um different pay scales with mm. actors equity like somebody mm. could be doing the exact same show the exact same exertion of energy and get paid a lot more or a lot less depending on how many seats are in the theater which is crazy yeah, it's crazy i mean I, I i guess it makes sense because you're looking at like percentage of 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 profit share and like Mm-hmm. If they can make this money, this much money off of seats, then they can afford this percentage. But even then, like it's the same amount of work, though. It doesn't feel fair. Exactly, art isn't fair. And then there's there's a whole page about criticism when it comes to the Tonys, mm. which I'm sure everybody's gonna have something to say. Yeah, and that's fine. Um, but I'm not gonna go into that. <laughs> <clears throat> Some fun little things, and then we can talk about what you may know about the process and just the process in general. Easton is um nominations. The most Tony nominations ever received by a single production was Hamilton in 2016 mm. with 16 nominations oh. in 13 categories. Wait. But narrowly... Were they dub- this was oh, the interesting they were thing. double nominated. In- yeah, okay, okay. They were double nominated. I was like, how? Yeah. But then it was like, well, but- there's multiple people. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, it actually narrowly passed the previous holder of the record, which was the producers in 2001. Really? With 15 nomination, 15 nominations in 12 categories. I didn't realize they, <laughs> that's so funny. I didn't realize they held the record. Yep. And Billy Elliot in 2009 with 15 nominations in 13 categories. That's so odd to me. I know. It's, that's so funny. It's, it's really, really that Sometimes the, 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 the most recognized artistic endeavors on the biggest scale are not the ones that are commercially revered in years later. Nope. Like, nope. no one does Billy Elliot. Everyone does mm-hmm. Hairspray. Nobody does the producers. Everyone does Everyone Lion King does Jr. <laughs> you know, like... like <laughs> exactly. It's interesting how the ones that are most artistically revered or recognized by these awards are not always ones that are done. Yeah. In perpetuity. Um... But yeah, I found that interesting. Uh, and the most Tony nominations for a non-musical play was Slave Play mm. in 2020. Oh, I wanted for to see 12 that nominations so in 12, 10 categories. I did two. Mm. Um, I was I was in New wins. York when it was closing, and there oh, were no. like I think there were two performances left, and I tried both days mm. to get um a ticket, but they were totally gone. There weren't no. there weren't any rushes. They that. weren't any. There wasn't anything at I TKTS. Know. The only tickets they had were like three hundred dollars, and I was like, no, nope. mm-hmm. but nope. nothing. No thanks. Couldn't see it. I want to see it, but not that bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm, I'm kind of an advocate, especially now because there there seems to be more um, inclination to wanting to do it, and mm-hmm. I love the idea, kind of like the National Theater does, but recording productions. For for mass viewing, yeah, I I I'm not against it because you have people like you and I, for example, who don't get to see something because we even though we really wanted to, mm-hmm. but that would be an avenue to be able to do it. Yeah, and 
I know it's a big concluded, com, convoluted mess as far as like logistics and pay and how do you make money or how does it not make money, yeah. but it's just so much easier to take in art that way. Yeah, I mean you it, it, just in the current world. You have these pro shoots that have done so well, like Hamilton on Disney Plus, and you have. Mm-hmm. I remember Shrek was one of the first ones that mm-hmm. were like widely accessed pro shoots, and they do so much to gather the public around this piece of art, and it it just. It feels like we're we have not tapped into this huge like like national theater. They record they mm-hmm. they pro shoot so almost much of their show. almost everything, and it's all available in national theater at home. And it's a mm-hmm. brilliant which resource you pay for. which you can pay for. Yeah, and it's yeah. I don't know. I feel like we're missing out. But I mean, there is the um the New York Public Library. They offer they have the uh, theater on film and tape archive, the TOFT, mm-hmm. and. They have recordings of Broadway, Off-Broadway, and regional productions um, that you mm. can go in and watch. But even then, you have to go to New York City, walk in the door. You have to have an appointment. You have to uh, – there's a lot <laughs> – there's a barrier for sure. There's you can't just steps. do it. Yeah. Um, which is great. Like, I think there should be some protections of it. Like, don't have a – you have to check in your code and no recording devices and all mm. that, which is great. But to have to travel – to go to this place to see shows that you couldn't see because you couldn't travel. Like, come yeah. on. <laughs> and the final note that I'll have is four musicals have won all big six, which the big six for anybody who's not known is best musical, best score, best book, best performance by a leading actor, best performance by a leading actress, and best direction. Hmm. And the four are South Pacific in 1950, Sweeney Todd, and the Demon Bar- Barber of Fleet Street in 1979, and Hairspray in 2003, mm-hmm. and The Band's Visit in 2018. Oh, and that's another one that uh, that I yeah. don't think will ever be done. Well, not to nope. say it will never be done. It will be very no. rarely done regionally. And correct. Yeah. Uh, unlike unlike Phantom, which <laughs> everyone's gonna try and snap. Oh boy. <clears throat> and the, I, yeah. I know. Anyway, <laughs> that's a whole thing right now. One Anyways, interesting that's thing a that I I went down a rabbit hole just now. Um, I was like, you know what? I think it's fascinating that the Tonys are named after a woman. And also it's ironic because they made it to where it's more of a, a traditionally male name, uh, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I was like, what is Antoinette's story? Tell me more mm. about Antoinette. Yes. And I, rabbit hole that I won't go too far down, but <laughs> the American Theater Wing all started as a war relief for World War One. It hmm. was um, originally called the Stage Women's War Relief. It was founded in 1917, and it was women in theater um, who established workrooms for sewing uniforms and um, hmm. setting up clothing and food collection centers. They sold Liberty Bonds. They opened a canteen on Broadway for servicemen. Um, it also wow. like presented benefit productions. And all sorts of stuff, which I thought was fascinating. And it was led by playwright and director Rachel Crothers. Um, She was the initial founder of the Stage Women's War Relief. And then a bunch of other female artists, which is awesome. And then from there, um, they kind of reestablished the Stage Women's War Relief and rebranded as as a branch of the British War Relief Society in 1940. Hmm. And then this time they took on the name of the American Theater Wing. And then this sort of uh, revived organization's members included Antoinette, Marie Antoinette, or also called Tony with an I, Perry, um, hmm. and then a bunch of other women. 
And Mm. uh, then they started fundraising and organizing donations to send overseas Mm. to the British and to provide relief for European refugees in America. So they were then supporting Mm. um, British uh, army members. Wow. The the British folks. That's interesting. Yeah. And then from then from there it sort of developed over the years to be what it is now. But it was it's yep. so interesting that it all started as war relief efforts. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. And now here it is fancy suits, big glimmering, shimmering thing that it is. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I am aghast and I am, I am a god to try. I am a god. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is that? I am a god. I am a guest. That's from uh, Les Mis. Yeah, that's what it and is. Life at last. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I'm a um, dog. I'm a guest. <laughs> I'm a god. <laughs> I am a god. <laughs> but yeah, so I think this has been a fascinating peer through the window of the awards. Yeah. Um, Easton and I are interested in going down a different avenue with the Tonys to regards of a listener's suggestion as far as like our our opinions which are our own um on like who should have won in this year versus who did one or things like who did one who did win (laughs) hot takes um which will be a very frank episode but which is also like um, not at all about artistic enrichment it's literally just our thoughts which really aren't worth much Uh, but (laughs) it was a a suggestion from you so so correct there you go if you if you suggested it you might want it so (laughs) we'll probably do that eventually we try to also mix up like um how much theater content versus other art Mm -hmm. content because obviously we Mm -hmm. have our niches in theater and music um so we also try to explore other things like um film and and production and um other things like that. So, if there's any, it's pr- just well rounding us. Yeah, exactly. Which is which is the whole shebang. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. this is a theater centric podcast, but we also want or we intentionally try to expand the borders to include other art forms as well. Yeah. But that's today's episode. But how was the coffee? I really enjoyed it, as as usual. Um, yeah, Pin Pin Cup is this a good my- brand, but also just a good company. But the coffee is just phenomenal. I yeah, um, I think this is my favorite Pin Cup. I think so too. I definitely got like the most I got was the molasses, but it's mild. It's not even like smacking in the face. It's just like here's here's the pleasantry of it. Um, I get more of the chocolate on the aftertaste. So after it's left my taste buds Mm -hmm. and sits for a moment, that's when I get most of the chocolate. I don't get a lot of berry, so I'm wondering if it's if it's like the last thing or what. But I got berry at the end. Okay. And I got molasses in the middle. Hmm. Um, I didn't get as much chocolate. That's okay. Um, I felt I, it was like a molasses coated strawberry. <laughs> mm, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah. But no, I really liked it. So again, if you're interested, go check them out. Pin Cup Coffee on Medias and uh, support them. Again, women owned. We love it. Um, yeah. And thanks for joining us on this interesting discussion adventure because we love doing deep dives necessarily but also just i i learned a lot about the different processes so i'm not going to look at it and be like ugh, the grammys they're on again and be like oh this is actually earns the big deal that it is because it takes a lot of time to do it mm-hmm. um but yeah so you want to get us out of here Easton? yeah thanks for listening everybody and do not forget at the end mm. of the day 
All you gotta do is be good beans and drink good beans. Yeah. Have a good one. Bye, everybody. Artists Blend theme music was written and produced by Christopher and Sarah Bailey of Well Wishes Productions, a Nashville-based boutique production company specializing in multimedia production, live event contracting, studio, and live vocals. Find Incognita's infamous adventures on Amazon Prime and its soundtrack on all digital platforms.